Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU hoops. And on Sunday, they return to the Siegel Center for a 4 p.m. tip-off against St. Joseph's. I'm here at River City Roll, welcoming in special guest Ed Nixon, who joins us in the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat. What's going on, Ed? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Good, man. Let's get right into it. When you were on the you know the team here at Ram Nation, how would you guys respond from a butt-whooping like that? Well, you know, you just have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, I think a lot of different things were the issue with the game against uh, – What's the name of these guys? The the UMass. <laughs> the UMass, it was a perfect storm for them. They came off a butt whooping, and they responded the way they were supposed to. VCU was coming off a close-to-back-to-back type of game. Legs were tired. The the plane ride up there, it's, it was a lot. The, stacks, the, the chips were stacked against them, and UMass was – ready to play yeah they executed really well and you know it's always going to be tough to win on the road especially when you miss your first 14 shots I I mean it's just it felt like it was too hard for them to climb out of that hole they tried they made a few runs I think they cut it to 10 but just couldn't get it down to single digits yeah absolutely When, when you when you find yourself in a hole like that you have to dig deep but when you're fatigued on top of that it's really hard to overcome and I think that was the biggest issue with the team um, you can tell that the will and the want to was there, but then it just got to a point where they were just gassed. And B, uh, uh, UMass had had the energy; they had guys coming there and make big shots when they needed to. And once you get yourself in a hole, it was just hard to get out. Slow start dooms VCU at UMass. Final score seventy four to fifty two. What's so upsetting about that loss is you know this is a team that we could very well match up against again in Brooklyn. And, you know, it's hard to have confidence when you lose by 22 to that team. Well, actually, when you when you get your butt kicked like that, you can see if did we play our best game? Heck no, mm-hmm. right? So now it gives you motivation, and it should give you confidence. Like, yo, we played probably one of the most horrific games we can <laughs> we can play as far as being physical, as far as executing, and – I still felt like we were in the game until the last, you know, seven minutes where they really blew the doors off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's something that you can look at and, and be like, all right, I got some for you next time. Right. But you got to be willing to watch the highlights of that massacre and, and learn from it. There were a few bright spots. You got Fats Billups' first action in like five or six games. He hit two three-pointers, and there was a Rose sighting. Roosevelt Wheeler came in, yeah. and I thought made a really positive impact. I think he did, too. I think he did, too, for the most part, uh, except for that behind-the-back pass. That, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I screamed at the TV, Rose, that's how you get taken out. <laughs> right. It, it was like I, you're building you're building trust in the coach, but then in one single play, <laughs> right away. <laughs> he literally stole the ball and then turned into a globetrotter. <laughs> right. Did you see Coach Odom's face after I did. that? I oh, did. my Lord. It was, it, was, it was probably this priceless comedy. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, th- I thought I thought Wheeler uh, gave a lot of, a lot of positive minutes. I like the fact that he uh, was doing a good job of screening. His screens were really good, rolling yeah. to the basket, being able to catch and finish, uh, diving on the floor, showing extra effort. Those were things that we needed. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it was just it just it just wasn't enough as as a team to 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 pull out a victory against a, a hard nosed, physical, tough team with UMass, who really isn't a bad team. They're a really good team, a well coached team. Frank Martin. 
one thing you know about his team is they're going to be tough. And they're going to play well defensively. Absolutely. And they made it tough for VCU to score. Let, let's focus on that for a second before we move to Sunday's game. I just It felt like they were getting a, away with a lot of hand checks. Uh, and because of that, Zeb Jackson, Sholga, Bamisil, Barristow struggled to get past their man and into the paint. And then when they did, I thought St. Joseph's, like, or not St. Joseph's, UMass did a really good job of forcing an extra pass. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was kind of too many passes at times. Right. And this is where, you know, I've actually had conversations with Zeb about this. And hopefully they can go back and look at some film and actually dissect this and see. Because UMass's defense, you can get by the first man, right? But then if you try to get to the cup, that's where they can be physical at the rim. Yeah. So what what does that leave you? All that middle range, right? So Zeb is... The mid-range, which is dead in college basketball. <laughs> right, right. But Zeb is quick enough to beat the man. And he's he's explosive enough to jump. So I think... Use your Eric Maynard. Use your Melvin Johnson. <laughs> get your floater game right. The floater game in mid-range will tear their defense up. And Zeb Jackson, Joe Bamisil, they're, they're two of our players. Even, even uh, uh, Cinemax. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, I think all three of these guys can really get into the paint and eat the middle game up. But they have to get there and be willing to take it. It may not be a wide-open shot, but that's the shot that they give you, and that's a shot that can really hurt the defense. And once you start doing that enough, it breaks up the defense so they can't be as uh, effective. Because we were getting into the paint, but then we were looking for great shots, but you're not going to get great shots on a great defense. Yeah, you're right. We were looking for the wide-open shot instead of the one that they were giving us. But the Rams will have a chance to rebound and respond at home against St. Joseph's. Uh, we know Eric Reynolds, the second, is their leading scorer. Uh, he could put up 30, you know, which Absolutely. is going to be tough. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, it's an opportunity to bounce back. It's a good team, but beatable team. Mm-hmm. So – you you want to you get you got your legs back under you. You have some time to rest, and now you you can take all that frustration. I know Coach probably made them watch that 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 game against UMass over and over and over again. See the mistakes. See where they had issues with their physicality. And I, I look for VCU to come out roaring, and and really put it to St. Joe's and let them know that, that was no that was a fluke. Don't think that you can come in here and do the same thing. So I I really look for for VCU responding in a positive way to uh, the licking they took this past Tuesday. Ed Nixon joining us here at River City Roll. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'm expecting a bounce-back game for the Rams and especially from Sean Barstow. I think the Bears much better uh, than we saw at UMass. I mean, he couldn't make a layup. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my friends. He kind of looked like a guy that was, like, playing with a fever or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just off all game long. He's so much better than what we saw. I mean, to be honest with you, I think even though he had 14, 6, and 5 in the previous game, he hasn't these, – these last two games, he hasn't been looking like uh, the white magic I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think maybe it's a, a rest thing for him as well, you, you know, because he's the only one who has that big chunk where he just wasn't able to work out or anything. Yeah. So conditioning could be a thing. Um, so hopefully he can bounce back. And when he plays well, BCU is very, very hard to beat. So I look forward to him having a good game. He's one of the player, one of the most versatile players that VCU has. He can score. He can shoot a three in the mid range. His post up 
his post-up game is probably the only post-up game we really have on this team. Right. So it's imperative that VCU gets him back on track. Let's talk about the post-up game for a little bit because, you know, most of Ram Nation was disappointed with Christian Furman and Toby Lawal. Coach Odom was disappointed. That's why he went to Roosevelt Wheeler. Let's start with Furman. How do you think he can improve? Um, Well, first of all, let me say this. Coach Odom's offense isn't predicated on anybody posting up. If you haven't noticed, we haven't been really – even when we have mismatch, we really don't go to the post. It's a lot of four guards, beat your man to the basket and set up the offense. Right, and it, they get they get into a uh, uh, drop-off position to go finish or they're rolling to the basket to catch and finish, that type of thing. Um, now, with Toby the Wall and Furman, I think where they struggle – well, Furman has to catch the ball. He has to be ready for it. When he, when he does have opportunities – he has to be ready to catch the ball and go up and finish. He needs to strong. be looking for the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Looking for the ball and be physically and mentally ready to catch the ball and go finish. You know what we talked about on the podcast yesterday, Black Gold Fan Podcast? It's like he also needs, when he does catch it, go a little harder. You know, he's settling for that kind of two-foot hook shot. Why not take a step and try to dunk on someone? Right. And uh, I think that's going to be the next the next step in this game. Um and I think I don't don't get me wrong. I think Furman has made a big jump this year. Absolutely, you, you know what I mean. Um, he's been struggling uh, these last few games, but I, I don't want that to be taken away from who he's become. I think he's having a little slump, and, and hopefully he can bounce bounce back. Toby the Wall has to get back to being that ferocious monster of energy that he that he was for the majority of this season. Um, he's kind of been up and down lately. He's missed a few dunks. Right, a- absolutely, but you know. Toby, Toby is Toby's going to give you his all. So he just has to focus again. Once you refocus, I think Toby will be fine. We're less than a month away from the Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament in Brooklyn, New York. Ed Nixon hanging out with us here on 910 The Fan. We'll go around the 810 and get you set up for the Conference Championship. That's coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. New rule on 910 The Fan. On Fridays, we roll. Broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. Hanging out with Final Four squad member Ed Nixon is sitting in the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat. Thanks for sticking around for another segment, Ed. No problem at all, man. You're my guy. All right, let's go around the A-10. As This is an interesting league. You know, we've kind of been talking about it throughout the show, how it feels like there's four teams, maybe even five, that could win the A-10 conference tournament this year. Gotta love Richmond's chances. Spiders have been playing really good basketball. They've won two straight. They're top of the conference. The Ramblers, who I believe finished 15th out of 15th last year, right, right. are tied for first. They've won six straight. Dayton is third. Of course, they're already a lock for the NCAA tournament with what they've done in the non-conference. And then VCU fourth. UMass certainly has beaten Richmond and VCU. They could win it all. George Mason just beat Dayton. I'm deadly afraid of the the Bonnies. It's going to be a really good conference tournament. Absolutely. I think this this conference is extremely deep. I just need the the uh, NCAA voters to realize that. Yeah. I'm tired of them trying to belittle the A10 and say, oh well, this is a one conference team or you know one bid league. league. And it's like save that because <laughs> you have six or seven teams of ours going into the NIT. Right. There's no way you just can automatically say this is a is a one big le- bid league. Um, I thought uh, Richmond is University of Hariko. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 they're they're playing extremely well. Uh, 
what uh, Coach Valentine is doing at Loyola Chicago is nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turnaround, I think he should be nominated for Coach of the Year. Um, the turnaround they, they've had, he's uh, found an identity. They're a hard-nosed, tough defensive team, and they have some players that can really get it up. Anthony Grant is amazing, of course. Um, he, like he, I always say he, he turned us into dogs, mm-hmm. and then Shaka let us off the leash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, hey, stop, save that. That's yeah. a great quote. That's a great line. So you, you know, UMass for Frank Martin. I love I love what he's doing there. Uh, coach Edwards, who's also a former coach at BCU, is now on their on their bench. Um, so I love what they're doing there. Uh, Tony Skin at, at George Mason has really gave them another breath of fresh air, trying to get them back to the the Mason that was that was really really known. St. Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure's dogs. Yeah. St. Joe's has a lot of uh, a lot of talent. Duquesne has one of the most electrifying guards in the league with Jimmy Clark. So, it's, and Day Day Grant and, and, and Day Day Grant can't forget Mr. Grant. Excuse yeah. me, I, I'm sorry for that. Day Day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's let's focus on Dayton for a second and, and Coach Grant because you might have the A10 Player of the Year and Dron Holmes, 20 points per game. Uh, you know, Javon Bennett has really come on strong. I, I like his, uh, you know, doing the point guard duties. Brea can shoot the ball for them, but it feels like they've struggled in close games down the stretch. It seems like Anthony Grant just says, "Hey, Javon Holmes, you're going to the league. You're going to be in the NBA. Prove it. Show me you're worth it." He's been going one on one in the closing moments, and it hasn't worked out. Well, y- you know, when it comes to great players, not every great player has to be a closer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you look at uh, Shaq and Kobe, for instance, Kobe was the closer. Shaq was uh, first three quarters. I'm going to dominate like no other. I'm still going to be a presence in the fourth. But when it comes down to these moments, you need a guard that can really go and, and take you home. And I don't think Dayton has had the guard presence to really go and take them home. Now, if they had a, an elite guard, Dayton wouldn't lose half these games. Mm-hmm. Dayton would be through the roof, and I, I think – it would be no uh, no brainer who who would get it who would get a bid or it still is already you know what I mean so I I, I think they're just missing that guard play to really take them over the top um, like if Max Shoga was on Dayton it would be completely a, a game over yeah because that's my issue with Brea is he needs somebody to set him up. And then, right. and then he gets a catch-and-shoot guide. He's a big threat uh, from there. Loyola Chicago, you mentioned you love the work that Valentine has done. Uh, do you think they're actually a threat, though, to win this conference? Anytime that you can play defense at a high level, you're going to be in any game, right? And the teams that who have found an identity defensively are the teams that are going to be the most deadly when it comes to tournament time. And I think that that's the top four teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? And UMass is still there because they are a physical team. Right. And that's why it's just so important for VCU to lock in a top four seed. I mean, we've seen this tournament every single year. There's a big surprise. You know, a five seed has won it. A six seed has won it. But most of the time, you need to be a top four seed to guarantee you make it to Saturday. And, right. you know, let's get to expectations for the postseason for VCU. We talked about this yesterday on the Black Gold Fan Podcast. New episodes available on Spotify and iTunes. I said, realistically, I'd be very upset if they don't advance to Saturday. Right. We usually play Sunday. I'm giving this team a break because I think the expectations were just, you know, too high for a first-year coach you know, with all these different transfer players. But this is a team that's good enough to at least get to Saturday, play some good basketball, and maybe have a shot to advance to Sunday. Well, I mean, VCU in general, we hold ourselves to a high standard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. And I believe that this team has what it takes to win 
the conference tournament, right? Uh, now, it's going to take them to overcome something that I feel like they haven't been able to this year, and that's answer the call when you're playing some dogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This team, like I said, this team is one of the most coachable teams. That's why they're great. They're, very, they're one of the most skilled teams. That's why they're great. You know what I'm saying? They're disciplined. That's why they're great. But can they take it to the next level? But can they take it to the next level when they're playing dogs? Right. right. Well, for example, when you know they shoot themselves in the foot by missing the first 14 shots, can they rebound from that? Because there, there's a chance that there's a game in Brooklyn where they're down 8-2. to two. Right. Can they respond? Can you bite down? Yeah. Can you bite down and respond? And it's it's because that team last year it looked like it didn't look good against Dayton at the start of the second half. I think we were down by twelve, and right. then they turned into some dogs. Jaden Nunn went off, and they were eight ten champs. I mean, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you, you look at an ace Baldwin led team like uh, Penn State just had a big win over Illinois. Yeah, Nick and, Kern and, twenty two, and, and, and <laughs> Nick Kern, and, and you you and you look at him in the post game. It's like. All I can say is I'm a dog. <laughs> I know. I'm a dog. So so <laughs> when it comes down to it, you know, I know for sure that St. Bonaventure has some dog in him. You know, I know for sure that a UMass team has some dog in him. You know what I mean? Yola Chicago. Yola Chicago. They have some dog in them. So those are the teams that I, that kind of make me worry when we're playing. I'm not necessarily concerned about a Dayton team like that. Dayton's just a really good team. You know what I mean? Uh, Richmond, a really good team. But the teams that have that dog in them are the teams that concern me when we play play them. So depending on who we get matched up with, I think we can win the whole thing. We wanted to give a, a major shout-out to the VC Rams women's basketball team who are 23-4 and on the season. They've won two straight to move to 12-3 and on the season, tied for fourth place right now in the A-10, but really just two games back from the Spiders from winning the A-10 regular season. And um, the women's game next Saturday at 1 p.m., we want to pack the stew. Absolutely. Uh, this is support her game. Now I'm not sure if you're familiar with some of these, some of the women players, but Sarah Tibiasu is a beast. Uh, I call her Ootsie the Goat because she, <laughs> she's a young player, a sophomore year, was uh, thrusted into playing a lot of minutes, and this year you see the fruit of their labor, the fruit of their hard work, and they're really, really nice. Uh, Maria uh, Anna, sorry, Anna, sorry, excuse me if I mess up your name. Sorry, I'm not sorry. She's she's awesome. Uh, she's been uh, a hard nosed player, making big shots throughout this this season. Um, Parham is uh, is the, is the warden down there. She makes sure that nobody comes into the lane without without a little little shove, a little push, and she's rebounding at a high clip. So they have a lot of different players that are really impacting. They're a very exciting team to watch. Um, if you support the Rams, don't just support the men's. Support the women's team. Um, me and my daughter have been there to a, a bunch of games this season. Um, like I said, they're a really exciting team to watch. So come out and support them. March 1st, or excuse me, March 2nd at 1 o'clock. Yep, Saturday, March 2nd, 1 p.m. We want to make this the most attended women's basketball game of all time. And then Saturday night, the Rams will be six miles away to face off against the Richmond Spiders. Absolutely. And listen, I know the University of Henrico can be stingy with those tickets. And, <laughs> you know, And if you do get a ticket, they're going to put you so high in the nose. Got to get a microscope or some binoculars <laughs> to watch the game. So if you're not doing that, come on down to Ram House. Um, the in the kitchen and and Riley are are doing a little collaboration watch party. Come through, support. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's great, man. So I was out at Ram's house for the UMass game. Uh, really good spot. Great location for VCU students, fans, people that live in the fan, Scott's edition, to come on by for that game. So while VCU is at 
the Robbins Center at Nixon will be at Rams House. Absolutely. And if you're going to the women's game, stick around, you know, go get some food. And then get you some beers and turn up for the Saturday night and watch the Rams beat the University in Henrico because that's just what we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's Ed Nixon. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to 8Wide Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to 8Wide Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Ram Nation, you know you can hear every game right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Next game, Sunday at 4 p.m. with a 3.15 pregame show live from the Commonwealth Room at the Siegel Center. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Rodney Ashby. What's going on, Rodney? What's going on, A-Watt? How are you doing today? I hear you got some royalty up in the, up in the uh, studio today. I do, yeah. <laughs> we're hanging out with Ed Nixon. Ed, how, how's your bowling game, man? I'm pretty good for, like, two games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good, like, two games. I might get you, you know what I'm saying? I, I've gotten up to, like, 280 before. Okay. But, you know, that's inconsistent. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like 160. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even break 100 Ooh. last time I was here. I was just I was sipping too much of the River City Roll beer. <laughs> um, so, hey, Rodney, we want to throw up the bat signal. Michael Phillips and I want to challenge you and Robbie Robinson next Friday. You think you could make that work? Uh, I need to check the calendar, but I'll tell you what, I'll follow back up with you right when we get off. There we go. There we go. And maybe we could put something on the line here. Let's do this. Let's put something on the line, and then um, whoever wins has to make a donation to the – or whoever loses has to make a donation to the collective. I love that. Yeah. Ah. That sounds good. Yeah. How's everything going with the collective? It's good, you know. It's it's um, day by day. The rules are continue to change, and we're continuing to adapt. We've got a great support system with Noah Strab, who's the director of compliance at VCU, and Mac Afok, who's the deputy um, deputy AD. And we work with Learfield real close, and we actually just met with their regional manager about um, NIL and their schools. And we're trying to put together a symposium. Um, not a not a day doesn't go by that we don't think about it or work on it. We're working on some stuff with some other regional schools to see if we can get some stuff going collective since we're not going, um, you know, after the same dollars. And, you know, lots of big things to come, and hopefully we'll, we'll make some um, big announcements uh, on your that's, show one day. That's awesome, man. The website, Havoc unlimited.com unltd.com Rodney, I've actually had a, a friend or two ask me, is there a way for us to buy a jersey and support NIL in the collective? It sure is, and um, I'll shoot you that link. It's through Brander. We have a license agreement through Brander. Brander worked with the school, BCU, and with Nike to be able to give us um, real jerseys. I think they're like 100 bucks a piece, um, and I'll send it. The link is actually on our Instagram if you want to do that, and those funds – if the if the players have opted in, which all of our players have opted in, um, we'll get a piece of the proceeds for that for those purchases of those jerseys. That's awesome. We, we will repost I saw, it. I saw a Kwani Kwani jersey at, at the game the other day. Oh, hey. there we go. Yeah, we'll repost it on our social media at AWOD Radio at nine ten the fan. Ed, you know. I'm on the Zeb trade. That's the jersey I would yeah, get. What, yeah. what jersey would you get, man? You know, I, I I love Zeb too. That's my guy. That's my guy. Now. I got it. I got to go with Cinemax. I got to go with Cinemax. Hey, a new movie, same production. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, Max Scholga you know, has been terrific. Big, I'm going with the big, and I'm going to go with the wall just because, you know, maybe it would make me jump, be able to jump over a phone book or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you been following – how many points away is Max Scholger from 1,000 in his career? I think he's like 20 points away, Rodney. Yeah, 28 uh, – he had – so he was 30 points away, and he had 10. So that gives him he's 20. He's right at 20 points away from breaking a thousand points. And you know, as Ed can tell you, getting to that thousand point mark in college basketball, even with the COVID year, man, you're that, you're putting up some buckets. You're a good player. Oh, absolutely. College basketball is a, a lot different than than high school. <laughs> high school, you got you have the ultimate green light. College is a little bit different. So let's get to the game on Sunday as the Rams will host St. Joseph's. Uh, Rodney, why don't you start with your keys to victory for the Rams to bounce back? Well, you know, I think that we had a stretch there that we were really playing some of the best defense in the league. And then the last two games, we've gotten away from that a little bit. Now we escaped the game, the one game where we um, just flat out outscored. um, St. Louis. You know, outscored. St. Louis and and got out of that 95-85 but you you know giving up 85 points is not really a a um key to success. So I think we've got to get back to that stretch of games when we were giving up 50, 65, 61 points back with you know George Mason LaSalle St. St. Louis the first time, even Loyola Chicago we only gave up 67, Davidson we gave up 58. We need to get back to that defense and um something's got to click in these guys and you know, I think that the loss the other night at UMass, it's not a systematic or a systemic type issue. It's just a few tweaks away. Um, look, we've got great coaches in this league, and when they see a way to expose the team, they go back to it, back to it, back to it, to you fix it. I think we have a couple things that if we can fix, we'll be back and getting holding teams in the 60s, and I think that's the number one key is we've got to get back to playing that type of defense again. That's a great point. Like, I, I wouldn't blame VCU as much as I would give Frank Martin a lot of credit for that win. We should mention the homecoming block party is this Sunday from 1.30 to 3.30. The VCU alumni and VCU athletics group present the ultimate pregame experience. You can get ready for the game with music. DJ Rick from 910 The Fan will be there. Food trucks, swag, and much more before the men's basketball game against St. Joseph's. What memories do you have, Ed, from homecoming? Uh, a lot of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> homecoming was always fun. Uh, I, I love I, – I think it's kind of unfair that the players have to have a game on Sunday when all the homecoming activities are Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, I used to love the fact that we had Saturday game and it was always early, like 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock or something like that because, you know, me and the guys like to have a good time back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Work hard, play hard. Absolutely. <laughs> Rodney, what homecoming memories do you have? You know, it, we're we're not a football school, so it was always nice to be the premier sport, and the crowd was always a little bigger. I would remember that. Now, we played down in the Coliseum, Ed. I know you don't even know what the Coliseum is because um, <laughs> you're so young, but the we would play down there. There'd always be a few extra um, people in the seats, and, you know, the festivities on campus were a little bit more um, lively that weekend for sure. I love that. Hey, do you guys know – any uh, past players coming back for the homecoming game? Because I know we have Theus and Burgess on the bench. Right. What about Jordan Burgess? Are we going to see Mr. Theus there? Are we going right. to see uh, any of the other former Rams? 
I I have a little a little birdie chirping that Eric Maynard is going to be in town. Oh, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Rodney, have you heard anything? No, I mean I'm I'm so far out of that right now. Um, <laughs> you know we we've been on the road the last two weeks. I'm I'm just barely getting my laundry done. Yeah, I want to see Troy Daniels at a game again. That was uh, one of my favorite players Buzz. of all time. Buzz, come back. Where is Buzz? <laughs> you know, I, I'll give him a shout out, but man, it's hard to leave the West Coast. And I, I mean, and I know you do, Ed. You follow his Instagram. I, I look. If you can catch it on on um, the radio on on or on TV, I, I'd be hard for me to leave where he's living right now, too. Oh man, beautiful family. Uh, sitting right next to the Kardashians. He's living well. <laughs> yeah. VCU at St. Joseph's Sunday at 4 p.m., 3.15. Pre-game show starts from the Commonwealth Room. I want all three of us to come up with an X factor for this game. I'll okay. start it off here, Rodney. I think it's Kwani Kwani. You know, he started the season slow, and then when he got hot, that kind of coincided with VCU's offense getting hot. If he hits a couple early threes, it really does open up the offense, and it kind of makes them run out at the shooters, and then you can drive to the basket. I'm going with Kwani Kwani as my X Factor. I'll go with Sean. I'm going next. That's where I wanted to go next. Oh, go, okay, go ahead. I, I found somebody else. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Sean Barristow because I think he's a kid that – um, does so much for this team, even when he's not the one scoring or he's not the one um, making the defensive play. He's a multiplier. He's a kid that makes everybody else on the team better. And when he's firing on all cylinders, we are very difficult to stop. You go back and look at that stretch when he went like 10 assists, 8 assists, 6 assists, and he's getting downhill and getting into the paint, coming to him that jump stop right dead center in the paint and creating that power play either for the dump off or the kick out to Bam or or Jason or Zeb, I think that he is really the key offensively for us. And, you know, defensively, I think it's, it's, it's a team play. It's not one particular person. Yeah, with Sean, I do love him on the pick and roll because he can burn you or he can dump it off to the big man. White magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me, my X factor, my X factor player will be Jason Nelson. Ooh, I like that. Jason Nelson has been in, a, in somewhat of a slump. But when he can play to his best ability, he's a knockdown shooter, and he can create so much offense from his defense. He's pesky. He can create turnovers. He pushes the pace, and he finds open shooters, and just makes the defense work early. So I want to see Jay Nell return to his, his stellar play. My he, X-Fact player He's again. been really impressive this yeah. season driving to the basket, like finishing above taller defenders. Right. Absolutely. But I, I, I like how when he gets a rebound – he really pushes the pace. He doesn't allow the defense to get set up, and that's where you can find your your Bama Sills in the corner, your trailing Max Shoga. So I, I just really like when he can play to his best ability. Rod- Jay Nell, I'm looking for you. Yeah, Rodney, what does it take for Jason Nelson to be at his best? Yeah, I mean, I think he's still trying to find his footing in a brand-new system, and, you know, we've moved our lineups around so much and then and during the pregame the other day we talked about we have our rotation set now we can get we know what we're to expect and now everybody can kind of continue to define and refine their their roles and then all of a sudden we're bringing you know fats and and rows and we've had to mix the lineups because frank martin had seen all those plays before so i think that he's we just need a little more consistency out of him he needs to um, be more comfortable. I love when he's aggressive. When he's aggressive, he's the kind of player we need. When he gets hesitant at all, it puts us puts us on our heels, and we just can't have that. 
Yeah, great stuff, Rodney. Always appreciate it. I'll catch you on Sunday. Hey, real quick, real quick. March 2nd, sell out the stew for the women. We're trying to sell the um, Siegel Center out. We're trying to break a, a record. Um, we've got a great women's team this year. As a matter of fact, the coach just broke an all-time winningest record um, for a VCU coach. So, hey, put that on your calendars. It's going to be a fun, fun environment. March 2nd um, at the stew. Hope you can all make it. Absolutely. That's Rodney Ashby. He'll be the color analyst right here on 910 The Fan for VCU Hoops against St. Joseph's. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go with the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and, of course, sports talk. You can rewind, pause the show, run some errands, and then pick up right where you left off. Uh, Yesterday on game day, I gave out the Suns versus Mavericks game. Ed, did you see Kevin Durant had words with fans before the game? I've seen a little bit of that. (laughs) Did you ever have to deal with that at VCU? Or is the fan base just, just too good? Well, no, I never, I never had not not with any other Ramley. The Ram, uh-huh. the Ramleys always show love, but at other schools, you know, especially the University of Henrico, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the best part about that clip is the guy. He, I think he, his wife or something, you know, said, you know, screw you or f you to Kevin Durant, and then he's coming over. Kevin Durant comes over, approaches them, and the guy goes, "Well, don't worry about it. I host a sports podcast." <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no! Don't say that. So that was my choice for game day. It ended up being a really good game. Mavs win thanks to Luka Doncic's 41 points. Stubb, what did you choose yesterday? Uh, I had the ACC Indoor Track and Field Championships. Stubb, are you there? Yeah, uh, you got me? Yeah, now I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. I picked the ACC Indoor Track Go and ahead. Field Championships, and I was hoping for a record to be broken in the ACC. None was. Uh, currently on the men's side, it is tied between UNC and Virginia Tech, which gets me excited. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that you picked the better game uh, last go-around. There we go. So now we're 1-1 one and one on the season for game day. Every day on AWOD Radio is game day. Home of the biggest sports fans in town and 910 The Fan. There's always something to watch. We will spotlight the best sporting event of the day here on... Yeah, right back and I'm here. I got the whole team in here now. It's feeling like game day in this bang day. We are the underdogs of the year. We ranking number one on the list. We put in overtime, so we ready for overtime if the clock ever hits. Gang day. Gang day. Gang day. Gang day. Gang day. All right, so we got Ed Nixon, former VCU Ram Final Four squad member, hanging out with us here. Stop. Why don't you try to explain game day to Ed Nixon? All right. So game day is every single day now. We pick the game that we are most excited for to watch that day. Uh, Since it's a Friday, you got the whole weekend as well. So just the game that you're most excited for, think's going to be the most fun, shootout, close, anything like that, any sport. And you can choose any sporting event, and it's kind of similar to during NFL season we did certified game of the week. NFL fans around the country will enjoy this game most, even if your team is playing or not. Now, Stubb, I didn't know we were doing throughout the entire weekend. Kind of feels like you're cheating the system here, doesn't right, it? I asked right. a little bit, I, I a little bit. I'm I going looking at Friday. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I was waiting until you brought it up on air. I think you're cheating if you pick a game Saturday, so I'm going to stick with Friday. But, Stuff, why don't you start us off here? All right, I'm going to go. I, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm going with the Lady Hokies here. I'm so excited to watch them. It's Kitley's last game at home. Last time they played uh, uh, UNC, it was overtime game. It's a good rivalry there. Kitley's last time at home, Sunday, 2 p.m. on the ACC Network. This will be a 10th straight win for the Lady Hokies. I just love watching them play. Yeah, you know, and, and if the Hokies, you know, Lady Hokies keep winning, I think they could get up to as high as a two seed, which would be insane. One seed last year, two seed the next oh, yeah. year, and hopefully uh, they can get back to the Final Four. All right, Ed, you're up here on game day. All right, so my pick for game day will be the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. I like that. Um, Milwaukee has been kind of up and down this season. Doc Rivers coming in, taking over. Dame Lillard having a little struggle, has different things to worry about on the court and off the court. And Minnesota has quietly just been the best team in the Western Conference for the whole season. Anthony Edwards is having a great season. And Carlton Towns is not too far behind him. So I want to see, will the Bucks be able to answer the call or will the Timberwolves show that they are really legit? Yeah, I, I like that game. I was almost going to pick that. I mean, I, I said earlier, I'd be shocked if the T-Wolves stayed as the one seed and won a series. Because <laughs> right. like, if they match up against the Warriors, I think most of the country will pick the Warriors. I'm not picking the Warriors. The, the Timberwolves <laughs> have looked crazy this yeah, year. But, and defensively, they are awesome. But are are these young stars going to you know, kind of get scared against Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson in a big-time series like that? I would think so if they didn't have one guy. Anthony Edwards is a throwback player with a throwback mentality, yeah. and he loves the competition. He wants to go at the best when they are at their best. So I think with him leading the way, I think the Timberwolves can win against the Warriors and any of those bottom teams uh, in the Western Conference. Hopefully, because he could really prove something, that he is you know, fully arrived as a superstar. Absolutely, uh, he ju- He's done in the regular season. Now he needs to do it in the postseason. I think a lot of people say he's the closest thing to Kobe Bryant right now, mm-hmm. you know, his style of play. All right, I'm up here on game day. Game day. And look, Stubb, if you're, if you're going to cheat <laughs> and let me use a game from this weekend, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick the Carabao Cup final, the EFL Cup final in England. It's my Chelsea boys in blue against Liverpool. Uh, it's going to be a really good game here. Now, here's what I'll say. Chelsea just drew Man City last Saturday. Man City is the best team in the world, coached by Pep Guardiola. So the fact that they took a lead and then drew Man City gives me the confidence to go out and say that Chelsea will win the FL, EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup final, this Sunday at 10 a.m. I'll be watching that. Go Chelsea. That was game day here on AWOD Radio. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C. Game day. Game day.